Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to I Am Angela podcast, where we strive to be more like Jesus. I hope you all had a wonderful week. I definitely did. Of course, I had my up days and down days. Got stuck at the DMV two days straight trying to get tags for a truck. So that was not any fun, but I got it done and it's finished and we're on to another week coming up soon. So um, are you all looking forward to Christmas? I know I am. I'm looking forward to shopping just a little bit. I am not shopping too much. I'm doing most of my shopping online. I have no intentions of going out and being in the midst of all of the craziness, the traffic and all um, that happens during the holiday season. And especially now um, with COVID and the rise of it, um, it makes me feel a little uneasy. So I'm sure I won't be out there in the midst of it. And more than that, my children are older now. So I do not have to worry about going out and getting a whole lot of this and a whole lot of that. I do have two grandkids now, which... um, which we do have to shop for, but at least online shopping. I am definitely about online shopping. And I have to say, I've always been about online shopping. I like the thought of just looking online, except for shoes. I don't like to buy my shoes online, but anything else, I can pretty much do it online. So um, Christmas shopping will be a breeze as well. And I will not be doing a lot of spending. Thank God, I've reached a place of wisdom, Knowing that why waste, you know, um, I try to get everybody a gift that they like to have and um, have asked for. And that way, you know, everybody's happy. Nobody's returning anything and nobody is not using something that I spent money on. Okay. So um, hopefully you all are in that spirit and enjoying this holiday season um, without the worry and the strife that goes along with it. Been praying for those that have been without jobs that may be struggling and going through during this season, you know, with, um, the coronavirus kind of came in this year and kind of swept up everybody. Um, and lots of people are not working. So we definitely have to be prayerful. We have to be there for those that are in need. So, um, you know, I ask with you, ask of you to pray along with me this holiday season, because there are a lot of people out there that are carrying some burdens that none of us would like to have. So we have to keep them lifted up in prayer. Okay, you guys. So last week we talked about humility. This week we're going to talk about something that I think we all have dealt with. And I can't really put one word on it. So we might have to have two episodes to deal with this. But today we're going to start out talking about the enemy of fear. Um, fear is something that we all have dealt with at one point or another. And the series that I want fear to be in is fear, rejection, and control. I truly think they all work together and all of them depend on each other, um, to succeed for whatever reasons we may get through all of them in two segments, but I really want to talk about, um, each one of them in depth because I have struggled with the control, the spirit of control in my life before. And I knew that all of it had to do with each one fear. What are you fearing? What are you afraid of? The reason, reason you are allowing the control to come into your life rejection. What are you thinking that there's some rejection that comes with it? So I want to dissect each piece of it. 
And hopefully this will be a blessing for all of you. Hopefully you will all get carry something away from it. So let's talk about fear. Fear is one of the most basic human emotions. It is programmed into the nervous system and works like an instinct. From the time we're infants, we are equipped with the survival instincts necessary to respond with fear. When we sense danger or feel unsafe, fear helps protect us. So of course we know that there's a healthy fear. There's a fear that lets us know that we could be coming into danger. Or if we get out of our car and there's, you know, if we are women and we step out of the car and there's men standing around and things don't look too safe, you know, get back in your car. You know, that fear lets you know, don't continue to walk. Don't continue to walk in that direction. When you know, you sense the fear, just get back in your car and leave. There's never anything so important that you should put yourself in danger. So we know that there's a healthy fear, but we also know that there is another uh, unhealthy fear. Um, one de- another definition of fear um, is an unpleasant, unpleasant emotion caused by the b- belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Okay. Then some say that fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. Fear, F-E-A-R, means false evidence appearing real. There's no true threat of immediate physical danger. No threat of a loss of someone or something dear to us. Actually, nothing there at all. Some believe, no, there's nothing there at all. Fear is just an illusion. But we also, biblically, we fear God. So fear of God refers to fear or a specific sense of respect, awe, and submission to a deity. So therefore, you know, for the fear of God, that's healthy. You know, fear in the Lord, that means that you don't want to break any kind of promises. You trust and you believe that he takes care of everything. And you fear him in the fact that you will not break laws. You will not do what he says not to do. You reverence him. You're in awe of him. You know, you you stand in awe of him. He means everything to you. And so therefore... Fear of God is a healthy fear, but there's a fear um, that we think of when we are dealing with certain situations. And what are some of the things that you can think of right now that you fear? Not things that are obvious to fear, such as an attack or vicious criminal acts. I'm not talking about things that you shouldn't fear. Fear of loss of someone or something. Someone in a relationship or a business or a job. Something that you believe brings something to the table that you need. You know, right now in this season, there's people that are fearing the loss of a business. The closing down of their business. They're fearing the loss of a spouse because they've been locked up in the house so long together this year that they realized that perhaps they were not meant to be together. Okay. So they have not been dealing together well. And even though they love one another, they fear the loss of one another. They feel the change that could possibly come can take place in this season. Um, there's a lot of fear that's taken place. There's a fear that things have changed so drastically. Anything can happen. You know, you don't know your neighbor like you thought you knew your neighbor. You don't know your friends like you thought you knew your friends. Now people are looking at each other differently. You're not sure how things are going to work out and how things are going to end. So 
Right now, fear is intense and it's not a fear like weakness. It's a fear like not certain, not knowing what's going to happen from day to day, not knowing whether the whole world is going to have to shut down, not knowing where your city um, or state is going to put in a new mandate to where, no, everybody goes home for a while. So a lot of people where there's a lot of people that are comfortable with the fact that we'll have to shut down and go home and work from home again. There's a lot of people that are fearful of that happening. Some people have mental um, issues that they're dealing with and they fear the thought of being locked up again or separated again from people because of depression or because of many things. So fear comes in, um, it comes in and really it comes in to destroy, you know, depending upon how much of your mind it takes over, how much thought you put into it, how, um, it makes you feel how this fear that you're carrying around, whether you're thinking about it, dreaming about it, whatever's happening, we have to deal with fear. Fear is one of those things that it will take you over if you allow it to. It will take you over if you allow it to. And your adversary, he comes in when he senses that you have fear in your life. He comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. So therefore, if he knows that you are fearful and he doesn't want you to go to your next level, and even though 2020 has been this crazy year, you know that God has something designed just for you. You know that he has a job that you're going to do that's going to change your life. The fear of moving, the fear of change, the fear of everything shifting could cause you to lose everything, could cause you to lose out on everything. So the adversary, he plots on that. He plots on that. If he can get you to go back in your thinking, if he can get you to let go of what's in front of you because of fear of moving to it, a fear of what's going to require, what's going to be required of you to once you get it, the adversary will use it to destroy you and make you have to start over again in 2021. Fear is serious. It's very serious. Um, the thing about losing something, you know, you think that it, you have to have it, you know, but otherwise you wouldn't fear it. If you fear losing a job, you feel you got to have it because, you know, let's just be real. All of us have to have money. Okay. We have to have money to buy food. We have to have money to have shelter over our heads. We have to have money to have clothes on our backs to keep transportation. You have to have money to go to work every day, to have gas. Even if you have to catch a bus, you know, you have to have money for every movement in life that you make. And to be without that money, it brings fear across us. It brings fear into our lives because we don't know how we're going to make it if we don't have that money. So then we begin to look at what are we doing here? If we have such fear of losing things, if we have such fear of, of, of losing a job or who are we depending on? What are we depending on? You know, um, do we depend on that job so much that we don't even think that there's a higher power. There's a God that protects us, watches over us and keeps us. Um, how have we kept that job all this time? How have we received the blessings that we've received so far? Um, the word of God, Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah. I will help thee, yeah. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So he's saying that I got you. 
I got you. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. I'll uphold you. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about what it feels like. I got you. And I got what you need. But what I need you to do is I need you to refocus. I need you to put your mind on me. I need you to focus on me, the true one that gives you what you need. I know, I know, I know your boss tells you that he makes the way. The boss threatens you with um, either you do this or you do that or you're out of here. Now, we must all walk in order. We must all do what we're supposed to do. We must all be on time. We must all, because that's all order. And God is not a God of disorder. So therefore... We have to do what we have to do. But when it comes to a situation that you have no control over, when you have no control over, it's not in your power to do anything, then that is not your battle. That is not your battle. When you don't have power, when you don't have control over a situation, if it does not depend on you being on time, if it does not depend on you doing your whole job, if it does not depend on you loving them and them loving you, if it does not depend on um, whether you um, cook for your husband or whether you your husband comes home at night, if it does not depend on those things that we have control over, that's not your battle. That's not your battle. You have to re, you know, realign your look. You know, who are you looking to? Which way are you looking? Are you looking up? Are you looking directly? Are you looking at man? Are you looking at God? Which way are you looking? Fear. Fear causes us to walk in this place that makes us feel unsettled. It makes us feel unfinished. It makes us feel like we're open to the world. You know, we're vulnerable. Fear. Fear makes us walk on eggshells. It makes us feel like we don't know what's going to happen day to day to day. But God is saying, Joshua 1, Joshua 1.9 says, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I'm with you, no matter where you go. I'm with you. If you go to the landlord's um, office and you tell him that you don't have your rent, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You don't worry. See, a lot of times um, I found, even in myself, What is normal to me to do? If it does not happen the way I'm used to it happening, I think that it is a problem and I fall into fear because now I'm out of my normal mode. Okay. So normally every month I go pay my mortgage and you know, it's on time. The first of the month you go pay your mortgage and that's the way you've done it for two years. Okay, you've done it. You have not had a hiccup. You have not had a problem. Then all of a sudden, you can't pay it on the first. You get fearful, even though you got another 10 days or whatever to pay it. But something falls over you. That fear starts to creep in. And you're thinking, oh, boy, what's happening here? What are we dealing with? What's happening? And sometimes it's just a shift. Sometimes it's just God moving some things around so that you can do it even better. Sometimes it's God making a new, um, you know, giving you something new to do. Sometimes it's God just saying, be still, wait a minute. Don't get so frustrated. Don't get so excited. I'm right here. Nothing's going to happen. I got you. I got you. There, There was a season in my life last year coming into 2020 when I thought, oh my God, my whole world is falling apart. I don't know what is going on here. And in my mind is where all of that was at. You know, there was a few things happening on the outside because that was what made me start thinking it on the inside. But the major, the major shutdown 
was happening in my mind. It was because of fear of change, fear of um, redoing things, fear of things are not going to be the same, fear of just all sorts of things. And one thing I tell you, once you start to dwell on fear, it creates other stories by itself. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you could be thinking, okay, I'm going to lose my job. You'll go from trying to lose your job to losing your house, losing your car, you're losing everything, people turning against you. You will have a whole story created in your mind. You have to watch out for that. You got to shut that down. That's the adversary taking you into a place to make you believe something that has not happened so that it will. So that it will. Because if you believe what you say, And do not doubt it in your heart. Now, God tells us this. God tells us, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever say to this mountain, Be ye removed, and do not doubt it. Be be ye removed, and be cast into the sea. And do not doubt it. But believe what you say. You shall have whatever you say. Now, if that means good, doesn't it mean evil too? If you believe what you say, and do not doubt it in your heart, See, that's a trick of the enemy. That's a trick of the adversary. We cannot believe in those things. We must not fear. We must not fear. We must trust. We must trust. Psalms 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Of a sound mind. Of a sound mind. See, we were just talking about mind. How the mind will gravitate to evil. How the mind will gravitate to hurt and pain. How the mind will gravitate to fear. And it'll take it from one um, level to the next. From one level to the next. But you cannot get caught in that. You cannot get caught into that that up and down ladder. Coming up, going down. You're feeling one way one day. Feeling another way. you got to stand firm. Be strong. In what you believe and know that there's a God who has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He will not do either. He is there with you until the end of time. And we must stand on that. Fear. We cannot allow fear to take us away. I've been studying um, 1 Samuel. I love the um, story of Hannah and Panana and Elkanah. You know, Elkanah is the husband and he has these two wives and one is barren. Um, and, and, and the word says that her womb was shut up by God. So I look to that to be that God needed something, her to do something and she needed God to do something. You know, he has her in just the right place to do what he needs to be done. And she was in the right place, not even knowing that all she had to do was ask him, which put them into agreement. And therefore what she was asking for came to fruition. And came to fruition. Hannah was barren, the Bible said. God shut up her womb. You know, this is like when it says God shut up her womb, and it said it twice. God shut up her womb. That means that God was in control of it, not her. It wasn't anything that she had done. He was in control of it. He could open up her womb anytime he was ready to. But he had to have her in the right place at the right time, wanting from him deeply within her heart with no wavering. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if you say unto this mountain, he had to bring her to the mountain and he had to say to her, verily, verily, I say to you, say to the mountain, be cast into the sea. And if you believe it in your heart, it's going to be yours. And he brought her to this place. He shut her womb up. He brought her to a place where she had no choice 
but to surrender herself. When we're living in fear, she was in fear that she had been married to this man for all these years and she had never given birth to a child for him. But he had a second wife, Panana. That was, uh, she was very fruitful. <laughs> she was having children after child after child after child, just dancing around Hannah and being her adversary, making her so upset. And Hannah feared, what's going to happen to me if I cannot bear a child to my husband? What is going to happen to me? Now he has a second wife and she's having children galore. And even though, even though Elkanah loved Hannah, whether she was barren or not, he loved her. He loved her with all that he was. He loved her. He said, am I not better to you than 10 sons? He'd give her anything, even though she couldn't have children. But she was blinded by the fear of not being able to give birth to a child. That's all she wanted. All she wanted was to give him children. All she wanted was to have this, have this adversary stop, you know, just constantly nagging at her. You can't have, you can't have. Even though she wasn't blatantly coming out and picking at her, she was much so doing so by flaunting her children around her. And Hannah lived in this fear state for many years. What's going to happen to me? Is he going to get tired of me? Is he going to want to be done with me? When will he be fed up? When will he give up on me? Can you imagine that? Just being in that fear state all the time, year after year after year after year. And you all go up to um, sacrifice unto the priest and pray so that God would answer your prayers. You go up and year after year, nothing happens. But God says there's an appointed time that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. That I'm going to speak it and it's going to be done. But that appointed time has to be when you're ready. And you got to be really, really ready. Fear has to be to a place where your heart is open to receive the things of God and open to receive the things of God in a way that you won't backtrack, open to receive the things of God in a way that you won't fall off of your route, you know, like getting a little bit of it and deciding that you're going to take a trip and you're going to forget who got you there, that you're going to go backwards and forget the ride you had to take to get there. God says, when your heart is truly true, when you feel it deep in your heart, when you believe it deep in your heart, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. So don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about, you know, all these things, all of these things that are outside of, um, you know, outside in the world. Don't worry about those things. I got you. I got you. You have not starved thus far. You, I got you. Don't worry about that. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Stop being in an uproar. Stop just having the house all in an uproar. The children worry. The kid, you know, your spouse worry. Stop it. Stop it and trust and believe that I am your source. I'll do it if you believe in me. I'll do it if you trust in me. I'll do it if you let the fear go and know that I am with you wherever you go. God says, I am your source. I am your source through Christ Jesus. I am your source. So there's no need for you to fear. There's no need for you to walk in this. There's no need for you to walk in confusion. There's no need for you to be worried in Corona. If I send you home for another month, go home and trust in me. Trust and believe that I got you. Trust and believe. Pray to me. Worship me. Instead of having your mind all caught up in all the fears of the world. Worship me. Come to me. Spend time with me. Pray, if my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Seek me. Seek me and seek me only. Seek me. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Just seek me. Just seek me. Stop the fear. Don't worry about the fear, people. Don't worry about the fear. Change the channel in your mind when it starts. Change the channel in your mind. Because we got to cultivate that mind. We got to cultivate the mind. Saturate the heart. Believe what you say. And it shall come to pass. Yes. 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 So I'm not going to hold you much longer. I have enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. And I can't wait until next week. I cannot wait until next week. There's a chance we might have a guest next week. Not totally sure yet. But if we don't, we're going to go into the next part of this, which is rejection. We're going to talk about rejection next week. We're going to talk about rejection, how rejection has influenced us, how it has made us feel, how it makes us operate, the things that rejection does to us, okay? We're going to talk about that. But I also want to let you know my new book, it's almost finished. It should be done before Christmas. I finished with it. We finished with the cover. We finished with everything. So now it's just getting it out into the, all the places that it needs to be so that you all can order it. Okay. Um, it is called the pandemic and the church. Um, we'll probably be doing talking a lot about it on the podcast when it is available, but you will also be seeing a lot of flyers on the different social media sites, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, making sure that it gets out there. Love to get your support. So be looking out for it. I do want to, um, since it is a season where there's a lot of fear going on and it is the, um, it is the holiday season, which raises a whole nother, you know, thing with people. I do want to pray before we go off. Um, so I'm going to pray and then I'll close out. Okay. So Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We're thanking you, God. We're thanking you for being Alpha and Omega. We're thanking you for being the beginning and the end. We're thanking you for being our Father, our Abba. We love you, Lord. We love you because you watch over and you keep us. You've brought us this far and you have not left us. You are here for us till the end of time. So we're thanking you on this day. We're thanking you for being the Father that woke us up this morning. We're thanking you for being the Father that put food on the table. We're thanking you for even when we didn't have food, You told us where to go. Now, it was up to us to go or not. So we're thanking you, Father, because you gave us guidance and direction. You said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and you delighteth in their way. And we're thanking you on this morning, Father God, for ordering our footsteps, for leading us in and out of every place that we have to be, for protecting us and guiding us. Even in the shadow of the Almighty, we are saved. We are are kept. We, we do not have to worry about anything. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you for watching over our households. We thank you for watching over our spouses in our relationships, Father God. We thank you that there is no fear there. There's no fear, Father. So we cast down the spirit of fear right now in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper because greater is he that is on the inside of us than he that is in the world. There is nothing that we shall fear. There is nothing that will come nigh our dwelling to make us second guess what you have told us tonight, Father God. There is nothing in our dwelling. There is no weapon near us that will come into our space and have us to fear anything because we have said to the mountain of fear, be ye removed 
removed to be cast into the sea. And we will not doubt. We will believe in our heart. And whatever we say, it shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Now we glorify you. We magnify your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now, people of God, you go ahead and go on about your business because I will hold you forever because I enjoy being with you just that much. So I will say until we speak again, until next week, be blessed, be safe, and do not let anyone take your joy away. Not one person. Do not allow them to take your joy away. I love you. And until next time, be at peace.